Hey guys, thanks for joining me. So, (laughs) I've tried to record this episode. This, I think, is my third or fourth time. (laughs) And um, I've been struggling because so much has happened since the last time I released an episode. And I'm not really sure where to begin. um, Because there have been a lot of emotions involved. Um... And of course, I can only speak from my perspective. So I have had a lot of emotions around what has happened. And um, I was struggling to not get caught up in the drama of all that has gone down um, in the past episodes that I've been recording that I have deleted. Um, Because that's not what I'm here for on this podcast. I'm not here to propagate drama. (laughs) So my goal here is to kind of talk through the lessons that I have learned through this tragic experience. Um, So we'll start with that intention in mind. I'm just going to start by taking three deep breaths. So, um, in the past week, there has been a lot of death in my life, and it's been a long time coming since I came to New Hampshire. Um, Things have slowly been disintegrating under my feet, (laughs) and slowly just leaving me. Um, So, I left... Nashville because I was experiencing a lot of trauma response and was having a lot of things that weren't previously triggers turn into triggers. My relationship with my partner started to turn into a major trigger um, because my past trauma, uh, mainly being bullied and through that experience, slowly being abandoned by the people that I trusted and cared about most, um, I started to feel like that was happening with the community that I was building in Nashville. Um, And I'm still not sure if it was all in my head or if it was my intuition telling me that something was wrong. Um, But either way, I felt that it was happening all over again, that I was on my way towards being abandoned, that my partner and one of my best friends were squeezing me out. Um, And I tried to talk about it with them. I tried to bring it up and it wasn't super received as a truth, Um, which kind of contributed more to my anxiety thinking like, holy shit, am I crazy? Uh, (laughs) Am I creating all of this in my head and creating all of this anxiety inside of myself and none of it is external, which is entirely possible. And I suppose I'll never really know, but yeah. So I 
came home because I was recognizing that it was becoming a serious issue for my health and also for the health of my relationship and the well-being of my partner. So in my mind, I was leaving to heal myself and to give space for my relationship to heal and evolve. But when I got back, um, communication was cut off altogether with my partner. I wasn't able to have the space to discuss what had happened and discuss the impact that I had had on our relationship. I didn't have the opportunity to take responsibility for my actions and my reactions. And that has caused me a lot of inner turmoil. The fact that I kind of have just had to release control altogether and accept that I don't get to use my voice in this situation in the way that I was hoping I would be able to. Um, I kind of, it felt like I had my voice and my power taken away from me by the boundary that was created by my now ex-partner. He said that there was to be no communication until July 1st. And so I practiced patience and self-restraint and as much as I wanted to reach out, I didn't. And granted, I did at the beginning. I was reaching out to the people around him to try to make sure that he was okay, to try and get some kind of answers and later realized that that probably wasn't the best choice. Um, Realized slash he told me that that was not okay. So after that, we established that we would communicate on July 1st and um, then there was no communication again for a couple weeks. So during that time, I, as you guys know, have been focusing on healing myself, on implementing practices for myself to ground down in my strength and my power and get to know myself on a deeper level, which was really great. And it still has been um, really great. Um, But then July 1st came around and I ended up being the first one to reach out, kind of hoping to have a real conversation with our voices, either over the phone or ideally over FaceTime. And he wasn't ready for that. And I was devastated by his response to my email. Um, Just detached and cold and um, kind of seeming to forget the foundation and the love that we had built together. Um, And I haven't forgotten. (laughs) It's deeply ingrained in my heart, all that we built together. (sighs) So needless to say, I was devastated (laughs) more so than I ever have been from anything. I couldn't breathe. I was screaming uncontrollably. I couldn't get a hold of myself because the feeling of a loss of control and something that you want so badly to have control over, it's a heart-wrenching feeling because there's nothing you can do about it. 
So I've had to learn to fully accept that which I cannot control and take action in the areas that I can control. So after I was able to collect myself, I took a day to try and figure out what my response would be. And I came to the conclusion that the only way to respond was to cut off communication altogether. I couldn't let it be drawn out anymore. Um, Feeling the coldness of his interactions, I just like, it was hurting too much to allow it to continue like that. So I chose to say as much as I could say in one message and cut communication off. And it hurts a lot and it's confusing and kind of baffling to think that this person that I wholeheartedly believed that I was going to spend the rest of my life with, I may never speak to or see again. (laughs) And no answers, no further clarification on what was going on in his experience. Um, Just left with confusion and just my own perceptions. So it's been just a practice of acceptance and reminding myself of my worth and my power and that it was real. The relationship was real. And I can find at least a semblance of comfort in that. So moving forward, um, I have decided not to go back to Nashville. And I'll be honest, I wasn't sure if I was going to say anything to anyone about it. I was just going to kind of disappear and kind of revel in the drama of that. (laughs) Brandi Carlisle has a line in one of her songs that says, fake my death and never be found. And this phrase has come up over and over again in different points in my life. And this one, especially where I've already left Nashville. I'm home in New Hampshire. I never have to go back and I never have to tell anyone that I'm not going back. And those of you that listen to this know what's up. And I know that because you're listening, you are a real connection that I have. So I am not going to speak on what my plans are instead of going back to Nashville, but I'm very excited about the direction that I'm taking with my life and I'm entirely altering the path for myself and I'm scared. (laughs) It's a big leap of faith into the unknown, but it's really the only way I see that I'll survive this (laughs) because I'll be completely honest. I've been extremely suicidal for the past couple weeks, kind of going in and out of hopelessness. And for the past week, after all this has happened, I've been entirely suicidal. And 
really, really having to make an effort to find reasons to go on. (laughs) Um, Reminding myself that my life does have value and my story does have value. And the more that I can push through and create value out of this experience, the more full of a life I will live. So I'm creating a full life, a full independent life, and I'm praying that the ones that I love, that I have left in Nashville understand, and I'm praying that the people that I love, that I've disconnected from, have a happy, full life. To my partner and my sister, I love you guys. I will always, always, always deeply love you guys. And I pray that this is not the end for us. I don't know if it is, and I can't get caught up in the hope that it's not. (sighs) So I guess third time's a charm. (laughs) We made it. I will have more to say as I continue to process all of this and write about it. (sighs) But for now, We just continue on, continue on the journey of growth and self-development and compassion and radical acceptance and love. I vow to continue to strive towards living up to my fullest potential because I know I am worthy I am worthy of this life. I am worthy of love. I am powerful. And I deserve to step into my power. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for taking care of you. I love you.